Vet Girl Podcast, we review cocaine toxicosis in dogs. Have you ever seen a patient with cocaine toxicosis in your practice? Do you know how to recognize one? What do you tell owners about prognosis with treatment? Cocaine is an illicit drug that works by preventing the reuptake of serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine into the presynaptic neurons, so more is available at the synaptic cleft. Clinical signs are generally related to the central nervous system and cardiac system. While a number of studies have looked at experimental replication of cocaine toxicosis in dogs to mimic effects in people, there are only a couple of case reports available of veterinary patients. So Thomas and all out of University of Pennsylvania wanted to evaluate this in a study called Presumptive Cocaine Toxicosis in 19 Dogs, 2004 to 2012, to characterize cocaine toxicosis in dogs. They looked retrospectively over an eight-year period. Patients were included if they had a positive urine drug screen for cocaine, along with two or more clinical signs of toxicosis. The authors determined clinical signs of cocaine toxicosis to include hyperexcitability, muscle tremors, seizures, bilateral mydriasis, hypersalivation, ataxia, tachycardia, hyperthermia, hypertension, and vomiting. From 2004 to 2012, the authors identified 29 dogs with presumptive cocaine toxicosis, but two were excluded due to possible or partial positive results on the urine drug screen. Eight dogs were also positive for THC and were excluded. These exclusions left 19 dogs included in the study for a prevalence of 0.03% as compared to hospital population. In this study, toy breeds, 10 out of 19, or 53%, were the most commonly affected with a median weight of 3.9 kgs for all dogs. I guess people who snort cocaine have smaller dogs. Not sure. Anyway, the median age in the study was one year and three months. Two out of the 19 dogs had a history of probable ingestion. One was seen eating it, the other one vomited up a bag containing white powder. And one dog ate an unknown substance, quote, while on a walk, before developing signs of toxicity. Most of the cases, 84%, had no mention of possible exposure. Again, most pet owners don't want to admit to cocaine toxicity. Following the positive screen, Exposure was confirmed in 5 of 19 patients and possible in 4 of 19 patients. In this study, the most common presenting complaint for dogs with cocaine toxicosis was neurologic abnormalities in 89%, including, in order of frequency, muscle tremors, ataxia, hyperesthesia or hyperexcitability, altered mentation, seizures, excessive licking, excessive vocalization, hypersalivation, and nystagmus. Other non-neurologic signs included weakness, vomiting, and lethargy. On physical exam, tachycardia was common, affecting 53% of dogs. Hyperthermia was seen in 5 or 26% of the dogs. The most common neurologic abnormalities on physical examination included bilateral mydriasis in 58%, hyperexcitability or hyperesthesia in 53%, ataxia in 42%, and tremors in 42%. Three dogs had one or more seizures while in the hospital. Abnormalities in initial diagnostics included variable blood pressures, with four out of 19 dogs being hypertensive and three out of 19 dogs being hypotensive, and sinus tachycardia on ECG. 
Blood work abnormalities most commonly included hyperlactatemia in 9 out of 19 dogs and hyperglycemia in 4 out of 19 dogs. Three dogs were discharged without treatment, two were stable for outpatient therapy, and one was against medical advice, and the remaining 16 dogs were hospitalized. Treatments included IV fluid therapy in all the dogs. Two of the dogs were treated with a fluid bolus, by the way. Other treatments included diazepam in 9 out of 19 dogs, phenobarbital, propofol, and mannitol for seizures in two dogs, acepromazine in 4 out of 19 dogs, and chlorpromazine in one dog. One dog required Esmolol, a short-acting beta blocker, to treat sinus tachycardia. He had a heart rate of 190 beats per minute. Thankfully, all of the dogs in this study survived to discharge. The median length of hospitalization was 15 hours, with eight of the dogs normal at the time of discharge, and the remainder improved, but with some mild neurologic or cardiovascular signs. So, what can we take away from this Vet Girl podcast? By preventing the reuptake of dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine, cocaine primarily causes neurologic and cardiac signs in both people and dogs. Clinical signs and incidents may be less severe and less frequent in veterinary medicine due to mostly oral rather than direct mucous membrane exposure, in other words, snorting it, and reluctance of owners to bring their pets in or report ingestion. Remember that less common clinical signs and or sequelae of cocaine toxicosis in people include vomiting, likely due to gastric mucosal irritation, or acute kidney injury due to rhabdomyolysis or direct cytotoxic effects. If patients are ill or hospitalized, monitoring of renal values might be a good idea, especially if they are tremoring or seizuring. Common treatments for cocaine toxicosis in dogs in the study included IV fluids and benzodiazepines for tremors and seizures. Other treatments to consider include activated charcoal, if the patient is neurologically appropriate, Keppra, and intravenous lipid emulsion. This is a first study looking at cocaine toxicosis in a group of canine veterinary patients, rather than experimental dogs, and it does a nice job of characterizing the most common clinical signs and treatments. However, the limitation of the study was that it was retrospective in nature and relied on urine drug tests designed for humans that often have many false positives, for example, lidocaine exposure can result in a false positive for cocaine on these urine drug tests. In conclusion, if you have a patient that presents with acute neurologic or cardiac signs, cocaine toxicosis should be on your radar. Most patients respond well to supportive care and benzodiazepines, although further treatment of seizures or tachycardia may be indicated in some patients. Patients, especially young toy breed dogs, that present with acute neurologic and cardiac signs should have a urine drug screen, and cocaine toxicosis should be considered. If your patient tests positive, hospitalization is recommended, and seizure control may be indicated in severely affected patients. 